Hey there, welcome to the City Rev Life podcast. My name is Justin. I'm sitting here with Pastor Craig. Hey, how's it going? Uh, they can't answer you. Oh, but okay. we'll just assume that they're doing well. Hopefully you're doing well. Um, <laughs> hey, we're having uh, some conversations this uh, this springtime as we're getting into spring. I guess technically we're still in winter. Yeah, it's definitely It's Florida. Winter. It's never winter. But we're having some conversations about some tough questions from scripture and we're answering them. And so today we have a question that we're going to tackle. Why don't you let us know what it is, Craig? Yeah. So one of the questions that we got was, what is the unforgivable sin. And so this is a topic that I know a lot of people talk about. It's kind of mysterious. It's kind of uh, confusing. And so we wanted to just kind of dive into it and see, you know, what does the Bible say? What is the unforgivable sin? And for people worried about it, you know, have I committed that? Is there forgiveness for me? Mm -hmm. Um, So just to try to dive into it a little bit more. Yeah. As believers in Jesus, we have put our full trust in the grace of Jesus and the forgiveness of our sins is kind of a big deal. And so if there's an unforgivable sin, uh, we should probably have an understanding of what yeah. that is. And yeah. I can imagine how that's helpful. So uh, where are we going to be looking at in scripture? There's a couple of places where it's mentioned, but specifically for our time today, where are we going to look? Right. So Mark 3, 28 through 30 says, uh, truly, I say to you, all sins will be forgiven the children of man and whatever blasphemies they utter, but whoever blasphemes against the Holy spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. For they were saying he has an unclean spirit. So there you have it. So this passage, it seems to, just to recap what it says, that there's forgiveness available to humans uh, for different blasphemies that they utter. However, there is one type of blasphemy that the passage says there is no forgiveness for. That's right. Right. All right. So give us some commentary. What's happening here in this passage and how are we to approach it? So kind of what we see is that this is happening in a greater conversation. Uh, There are some religious leaders who are opposing the movement of Jesus. uh, And they are really saying that Jesus himself has an unclean spirit, just like the end of that passage says, Uh, Mark 3 verse 30 says they are saying he has an unclean spirit. So what people are doing at this time is as uh, Jesus is healing and preaching and teaching, uh, some people are saying, well, this isn't the work of God. They're saying this is ultimately the work of the devil. Uh, And they're attributing what is the work of God to Satan. And so that's really kind of getting at the heart and the core uh, of what's going on. Yeah. Verse 22, it sets this whole passage up. It says, and the scribes, the teachers of the law who came down from Jerusalem were saying that Jesus is possessed by the prince of demons, by the devil, Beelzebub. And he casts out the demons by the power of Satan. And that's what sets up this conversation. Jesus basically refutes their argument, says, how would it make sense that Satan would defeat Satan? And just like you said, the act of attributing to the devil right. the work that God is doing, right. uh, that is the blasphemy that's being described here as the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So, I mean, when you see it in context, I think it's uh, a lot more clear. Uh, when you just pull that verse out and you just say, oh, there's this unforgivable sin that maybe I've committed, you know, yeah. then it becomes really mysterious and kind of scary. Uh, but when you read it in context, you think this is these are people who are opposed to Jesus claiming that when Jesus is healing people, when he's casting out demons, that he's doing this work by the power of Satan. Yeah. So then you're starting to see, oh, this is like an ultimate 
mis mischaracterization of what Jesus is doing in his work. Yeah. And ultimately that he's not from God, but rather from Satan. That's what these people are claiming. Yeah. So thinking through it logically, then if the means of our forgiveness as believers in Jesus is receiving that which Jesus has accomplished for us and done in our place on our behalf, receiving that as a gift of God's grace by faith. If a person attributes or believes that what Jesus did is the work of the devil, they have essentially in that blasphemy in yeah. that, you yeah. know, that claim that that's that Jesus is actually doing the work of the devil. They are cutting themselves off from the very way in which God has extended forgiveness from right. us. Right. And ultimately they're rejecting Jesus. Right. They're rejecting Jesus and his mission. And so if we think about our salvation in the terms of receiving the grace and the gift of Jesus, the forgiveness of our sins that he paid for on the cross. Yeah. I mean, to say that that wasn't of God and that yeah. he's not of God, um, then we don't receive the forgiveness that he offers, right? We're rejecting yeah. Christ himself. The the uh, metaphor I have in my mind, this just popped up. Yeah. So this might just totally fall apart mid, mid sentence. I'm excited. From time to time, I have to change the sediment filter in my house. Mm, yeah. So in order to do that, I have to go to the main water line and shut the water to the entire house and shut it completely down. And sometimes I forget that I do that and I'll go to the sink and like turn it on and it, yeah. nothing comes out. Yeah. Right. Um, because what I've done is I've shut the, right. the main entry. The only way water will go through a faucet, a shower head, any source of water in my home is through that source. And so if I've cut that off, no matter how many times I try and flush a toilet, flick something on, no water's coming out. And to blaspheme the Holy Spirit or to say that the work of God is actually the work of Satan right. is shutting off the, the flow of God's grace in your life because that that is the means through which he wants to offer grace to us. Yeah, you can't have a saving faith in Jesus and at the same time not think that Jesus is God and what he was doing was of God. Yeah. Even furthermore, to think that what he was doing was of Satan. There's no yeah. saving faith in that. I yes. mean, that's that's kind of a basic tenet of our belief is that we believe Jesus is God. Yeah. And so to reject that ultimately would to lead to rejecting his forgiveness as well. Yeah. So then let's talk through just what then the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit is not. Okay. So if that's what blasphemy or the unforgivable sin is, then what isn't? the unforgivable sin. I think for some, mm -hmm. maybe depending on your church tradition or background, some have claimed that um, suicide is an right. unforgivable sin. Right. And the reason that they cite is because when it comes to suicide, you can't repent or confess that right. because you've taken your life and you can't repent for it because the act is final. And we would reject that as believers in Jesus and as those who believe in the right. gospel that's salvation by grace through faith in Jesus. Because if our salvation was dependent on our ability to recall, remember, right. and repent for every sin we've ever committed, right? Uh, we'd all be in trouble. Yeah. I mean, you spend in <laughs> four hours a night in prayer just trying to think through every part of your day. And yes. it ultimately, you can't remember all that you've done. And there, then there's even sins that we don't even really know that we've done yes you know times we've offended people said something that they're really mad about that we don't even know that we said something wrong right so i mean it's it's impossible to repent of every single sin in a very specific way so yeah and we share that i think the the reason to share that is to give hope i mean even in scripture there are yeah. people who experience severe depression yeah people who 
um, still make a decision that that breaks the heart of God and it's not God's will for um, for someone. His desire is not for someone to take their own life. But at the same time, that does not mean that they are automatically cut off from the forgiveness right, of God. Right, um, right. His forgiveness is still available. And then just pastorally yeah. speak to us, you know, for that person who the unforgivable sin maybe is something that's haunted them. Or Yeah, I mean, I think there are people who are worried about it. Um, it comes up, uh, from time to time, people are thinking, Hey, have I committed this sin? Is that something that, um, have I said something? Have I done something? You know, is there no turning back for me? Like ultimately like people asking like, Hey, like, am I, is my destiny set? Like I am going to be without God now forever because of what, mm. what I've done. Um, and I just think that there can be a lot of, uh, hope when we go back to the scriptures, uh, that ultimately mm-hmm. our God is a God of grace. And I would say that if you're someone who's worried that you've committed the unforgivable sin, then you you probably haven't. Yeah. Uh, that there is always that chance to turn back to God and go back to God. Um, the unforgivable sin and rejection of the Holy Spirit and rejection of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what we're getting to is that the, that's like an ultimate rejection. Like, hey, at the end of my life, you know, I rejected God and the Holy Spirit till the end. That's yeah. what's what's unforgivable. And so I think some people might be concerned of saying, okay, you know, specifically though, the Bible says that if you blaspheme against the Holy Spirit, right? And if you, you know, say the wrong thing about the Holy Spirit, then that's Mm. unforgivable. And so maybe there was a time in your life, if you're listening to this, right, where you maybe were angry at God or, you know, you were just kind of didn't know what you were saying and you, you said something that you now regret and it kind of weighs heavy on your mind and in your heart. Um, I would just really point you back to the Apostle Paul, uh, that he's an example that we have in Scripture of a guy who rejected Jesus yeah. in the Pretty biggest hardcore. ways, yeah, the biggest ways possible, right? Like yeah. he was a he was a hunter of Christians, right? Yeah. He signed off on the murder of Stephen the martyr, like he was trying to shut down churches, mm-hmm. and he was like very much viewed the movement of Jesus as a movement of Satan, right? He thought yeah. this was an evil thing, the church yeah. that was growing. And we know through history, we know through scripture that God changed his life, yeah. that he ended up, you know, coming back to Jesus and and totally uh, mm-hmm. making a reversal. And he says this in, in 1 Timothy 12, he reflects on this. Um, and he says, 1 Timothy, sorry, chapter one, verse 12 says, the apostle Paul says, I thank him mm-hmm. who has given me strength. Christ Jesus, our Lord, because he judged me faithful, appointing me to his service, though formerly I was a blasphemer, persecutor, an insolent opponent, but I received mercy because I had acted Mm. ignorantly in unbelief and the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of who I am the foremost. Mm. And I think one of the overwhelming themes of the apostle Paul's teaching is that if he can be forgiven and if he can receive mercy and he can be saved and anyone can, yeah, that's right. Anyone can. And so I think if you are out there thinking, man, I've, I've maybe done this, I've maybe blasphemed the Holy Spirit, maybe said something wrong, you know, and you're, you're worried about that. I think you should use this as that impulse, that, that push, as a chance to to go back to God, to ask him for forgiveness and what the Bible promises us, what 
the apostle Paul promises us is that if you go back to God, even with this sin in your past, mm-hmm. you will find grace. You will mm-hmm. find forgiveness from God yeah. and you will find peace that your sins have been forgiven. They've been paid for on the yeah. cross mm-hmm. that if he can find forgiveness, so, so can you, right? Any right. of us can. So I think we can find some comfort and some hope and some peace in that, that, you know, even if we've said something that we regret, we can now go back to God and find forgiveness. Yeah, that's great. And so maybe if you're listening or watching, you've had a conversation about the unforgivable sin or maybe someone's brought it up or yeah. um, maybe this content would be helpful to share with them. And so we'd encourage you to do that. And uh, that's going to do it for our time yeah. today. But we are so thankful that you listened to this week's episode of the City Rev Life podcast. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us on City Rev Life. You can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review wherever you're listening to this. And we love it when you share it with your friends on social media. For more videos and content, go ahead and check us out at cityrev.org podcast or download our City Rev Church app. Have a great day.